Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Glowhood Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Mame. Today's episode is a prior recording from the time I spoke at my alma mater. Um, it goes into my college journey as well as a little bit of my career and my backstory. So take a listen and I hope you enjoy this episode. Going to order of uh, arrival. So, okay. Danielle, take it away. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Danielle. Um, I'm an alumni here at Dominican. I attended the psychology program and graduated in 2017, and then I attended the master's program and graduated in 2019. Um, and my journey was a little bit different. So, I have um, a psychology degree. However, I have a master's in business. So. Um, I kind of went like an alternative route as opposed to going like through clinical psychology. Um, I went the more administrative business route. And um, my time here was very interesting. So when I was in the psychology program, um, I did my placement, my senior placement at a a senior living facility where I worked with um, residents that had dementia and Alzheimer's and we created different activities and programs to um, assist their cognition and everything and just to make sure that they were you know functioning at a decent level and once that was completed uh, my senior thesis was on discrimination in healthcare, and um, it's still actually up so if you guys want to read it it's there <laughs> available um, and um, during my time I definitely remember having the senior thesis class where um, that was a lot of statistics, which I was not expecting, <laughs> but, um, you know, I got through it, <laughs> but, um, being that math is not a strong suit of me, that was a, a challenge that I had to face and I'm glad I was able to get through it. And once I graduated, I then applied to the master's program here and the application process was pretty easy. I just wrote an essay and then they had all of my grades from undergrad transferred over. And um, in that program, uh, since I was in the inaugural class of the healthcare administration program, which had just started that year, um, it was uh, a little bit rough in the beginning because um, they had uh, a few things that were going on. Um, but the entire program itself was pretty informative. It showed us the administrative side of healthcare, um, the insurances, um, just like the function of like a hospital or a clinic and also business as well. So all of the business classes and all of the business activities, how to do accounting, um, operations and all of that. And then um, once I completed that, then I actually started working at where I currently work, which is um, a medical group It's in the East Bay. Um, They have over 300 locations. Um, They're all over the Bay. And um, I work currently in the HR department. So I am in human resources. So again, I'm in the administrative side. And um, from what I've seen, uh, psychology, at least my psychology degree, has helped in terms of allowing me to be able to use some of the resources to be able to screen candidates, to be able to figure out which candidates would be able to be placed in certain departments. Because, again, we have so many different specialties. We have, you know, they're ranging from vascular to OBGYN to, like, so many different things. So just seeing which people would fit best in what department, um, that's helped me a lot. Um, We also created a professional training program, which also utilizes a lot of psychological tests. So um, in creating that, I was able to figure out how to um, use the Myers-Briggs personality quiz as well as Um, I want to say the big five and um, we use them on and off but those two are the main ones that we use and um, 
think that that's pretty much what I do now. Um, and then um, the advice that I would give, um, being that I took a, an alternative route, would be um, although you're getting a psychology degree, you don't have to limit yourself. So if you feel like you would like to go in a different avenue, feel free because psychology is a great foundation to anything. Um, most jobs will require you to use some type of psychology experience because you know, you either need to know how to interact with customers or clients, or you need to know how to interact with your colleagues. So psychology is a really good foundation, especially if you're not exactly sure on what you want to do. Um, when I was in the psychology program, I didn't really know the direction that I was going in. So I thought that I wanted to be a clinical psychologist, then I wanted to be a school psychologist, then I wanted to be an organizational, and I, you know, I was all over the place. So um, eventually I figured out that I wanted to be in healthcare, and then I was able to stick to that path, and then here I am now. <laughs> So, yeah. So what, what led you to explore getting an MBA? You know, so, you know, when was that decision made? Um, that was around the time of graduation. So I would say, like, around, like, April, since everyone graduates in May. Um, around April, I was thinking about applying, and I didn't really know where because I knew I wanted to stay local. And then... That was the same year that Dominican had announced that they're going to start doing their healthcare leadership program. So I was like, well, that's fine. That's perfect. Then I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> I can just stay here and continue. Um, I did the fast track um, route. So it was just the one year program. It was 12 months, very intense, but it was worth it. Um, so I actually finished in December of 2018. I started in January, finished in December, and then graduated in May. So. Yeah, it was, you know, it was pretty intense. <laughs> um, and then also we got to travel too. So we went to Argentina. And um, when we went, we uh, every team was assigned to like a different company. And we got assigned to a pharmaceutical company, Sanofi. So it was really cool working with them, especially trying to figure out their whole marketing plan because they were trying to figure out how to get into certain markets. And they thought that us being from the Bay Area, we'd be able to help them, you know, figure that out, um, which we were. But they have different rules where they can't advertise on TV <laughs> any type of medication. So we had to figure out the workaround. And, um, you know, that was a really good experience. And I do kind of miss it. But, you know, it was, again, very intense because <laughs> we had... 12 classes, and it was a lot. But again, got through it. So very grateful to be able to be here today. So what's your current title at your, in your company? So right now, I'm the lead administrative assistant. Um, and right now, I'm basically just doing onboarding, and I'm overseeing the professional training program. So we are training medical assistants, medical billers, and front desks. So all of the main people who have to work in the doctor's office because we work directly with the doctors. And um, it's basically just to get them up to par to the doctor's standards so that way if a doctor needs someone, then they can just go and work there as opposed to you know getting someone who's fresh out of school who has no experience and then they're like, oh my God, what do we do? And there's not really an answer for them because <laughs> the doctors do expect a certain level um, because they need someone to be able to help them run their clinics. So that's where we come in. It's been about two years that you've been there. Yeah, it'll be three years in January. Okay. Mm -hmm. And where do you see yourself going? Um, hopefully to be in a clinical management. So I'm hoping like in the next couple years, um, either I can stay where I'm at or I could explore. Um, right now, I do like where I'm at, but I'm also open to any new opportunities. So I'm just trying to keep my ear 
to the ground and just to see like where to go. Cause I do eventually want to open up my own clinic in Africa where I can, you know, run that and run it similarly to where I'm working now. Where in Africa? Uh, in Ghana. Uh -huh. Yeah. Cool. Um, so clinical management, explain what that is. So clinical management is essentially, um, the management side of like all hospitals and clinics, there has to be management on their end. We have the people who interact with the patients directly, so doctors, nurses, all of the, you know, PAs, NPs, but then we have the people who have to do all the paperwork, so that's where we come in. So we're operations, HR, accounting, billing, everything that you could think of that a business would need because at the end of the day, they're still a business, but the business side of what the clinical side needs. So um, that's where I am. So I'm in, currently, again, in HR. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. <laughs> um, I have a question for Virginia. Um, your idea of opening a clinic in Africa, I think that's really cool. Thank you. Can you, like, explain where you kind of got that from? Um, so as a kid, I always wanted to be a doctor So because I wanted to help people. Um, and I actually lived in Ghana when I was going through my first round of college. Um, and I was in the pre-med program, I could not pass because their level is extremely difficult. So um, that's actually where I went into psychology. And um, being there, I made friends with a lot of people who are now doctors. So I always had it in the back of my head that, okay, I'm going to come back and I'm going to open up a clinic and I'm going to use some of my connections, you know, some of my roommates or um, my colleagues to eventually open up a clinic. So that's where that came from. So that's why I've been on like a very strict path on like getting healthcare administrative uh, experience since I have people who are already doctors who are practicing now. Yeah. And is that your ethnic background? Or yeah. 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 Chinese. Mm -hmm. Chinese people are very fun. Yeah. <laughs> what I've uh, discovered. Yeah. Yeah. We like to have a good time, especially in Christmas. Yeah. December's always very lively over there. But my experience of healthcare in Africa, I don't know about Ghana because I've really only experienced it in Uganda, mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, so challenging in terms of everything we take for granted here in terms yeah. of equipment yeah. and advancement mm -hmm. uh, and services. I mean, I, I would think that transition would be really hard going yeah. from the American medical system. Yeah. To, all the barriers I mean, yeah but how great to have you there as an advocate yeah thank you yeah yeah um i actually um i got pregnant because i was um engaged over there and then i had most of my pre i guess prenatal care over there and then when i came here it was completely different and i was like wow i can see a huge contrast between you know the healthcare system over there as opposed to here so i was like yeah i need to definitely you know, set something up at least to be able to help like my fellow people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the maternity clinic that the Dominican sisters funded in the village we worked at in Uganda, the birthing table was like a piece of plywood, mm -hmm. you know, covered with plastic. Yeah. You know, yeah. no nothing like to lift your back, yeah. nothing for your nothing. legs, you know, and very, very primitive. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I don't know if that's what it's like in Ghana. Uh. From what I saw, like they had ultrasound machines and stuff like that, um, 
But I know like when my mom had my brother and he's uh, 10 years older than me, um, when she had him, she was just like on a table and she just had to like give birth. And he was at the edge of the table and like he could have fallen and died because, you know, he was so small, like he was a baby. But thankfully, you know, nothing happened. But, you know, it was instances like that where I was like, yeah, and something needs to improve because it's not that there's no talent there and it's not that they're not smart. It's just like lack of equipment, lack of access. So I just want to at least be able to like bridge that gap a little bit. So that way there's a higher level of care that's provided to the citizens as opposed to them just having to just, you know, just figure it out on their own. Because that's usually what happens. They just have to go and see what happens and whatever happens, happens. Well, thank yeah. you all so much. And thank, so much thank you for, for having us. us. Thank and you expect so a little non-Dominican penguin gift. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no little Dominican cup, but right. totally on the couch or anything. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, and thank you so much. Thank you for so having us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Glowhood Podcast. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about me and my career, my college journey, and my goals. You can listen to this podcast on all streaming platforms. You can also find us at glowhood.com. And you can find us on all social media pages at Glowhood Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope to catch you in the next one. Bye. Thank you.